Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to Recharge Wrestling. We are here to plug you into the world of professional wrestling. And I'm Keeney and I'm joined this week by Fisher. Hello, guys. Uh, and this week we're going to run through the week in WWE TV, uh, Raw and SmackDown. No major news to bring you this week. So we'll just no, really. kick, kick straight off with SmackDown as we yep. build up to Backlash. Um, what what was your kind of key takeaway from SmackDown this week? Um, I mean, it was quite a quiet week in terms of um, stuff that happened, but there was, you know, there was some uh, some major developments again with Bloodline stuff. Um, announcement for a tag title rematch in a couple of weeks between the Usos and Seven, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, um, and then that led to Raw as well with a six man tag being made official for Backlash. Um, they were involved in the, the opening segment, which led to just a big brawl. Um, and my thoughts on this really are more to do with the tag title match itself. Obviously, I think the match at Backlash will be really good. Um, yeah. But I've got two thoughts about this feud at the moment. First of all is, do you think... So two questions, really. Do you think this feud has kind of simmered down a bit now after WrestleMania? Because it was so hot going into Mania. And now it's kind of like... They've added Ridderwin and it feels not out of place, but a little bit out of place. And is it going a bit on a bit too much? And secondly, do you think the Usos will win the titles back? Because there's a lot of fans thinking that they will because not a champions is in Saudi Arabia and Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens don't work there in those shows. And if they're going to have all the titles on the shows, then they won't defend them. Yeah, but they could easily just not have the titles on the show. So I don't know. But that's a theory. It's just a theory at the moment. Yeah, I mean, I think the feud has definitely simmered down since Mania. I think um, yeah. I actually quite like the addition of Riddle, honestly, because I like the throw, the kind of throwback to Solo being the one that injured Riddle. And it makes complete yeah, it, sense. It makes sense. It involved. makes sense. It's just obviously the storyline has been so intense between the other four guys. He's just kind of, he doesn't fit that well with Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. That's my issue more than anything. He fits in, in he's got uh, beef with the bloodline. It's more the fact that, I mean, they're doing these little things where Kevin doesn't really, isn't sure about Riddle and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, I quite enjoyed him on, on, on Raw. I had a little backstage to three of them. Yeah, it's all right, but it's, it feels a bit more down the comedy route again. That's, that's yeah. a, a very serious. Yeah, you know, I, I know what you mean. This has been like, you know, a blood feud for the best part of a year. And then yeah. Yeah, Riddle on his scooter does feel a bit. Um, out of place, I guess, but I yeah, think in a way, the thing is, it's difficult. Yeah, the the culmination was at Mania. This happens a lot when they try and continue feuds after Mania. Is you have like the big blow off at Mania, and then it's like, okay, what happens next? And I think to answer your second question, what happens next is we see issues with Dusos and Roman. So I don't think Dusos will win the titles back, and I no. think eventually they're going to be. They're going to turn face, and it's going to be Roman and Solo as the bloodline of Paul Heyman and Uso separate. And maybe we get Usos be Roman and Solo down the line. Maybe I, I, I agree. I, that's I, definitely going to be the direct, 
I agree that's definitely going to be their direction eventually. I just wonder if they're going to drag it out further by having the Usos win the titles back and drop them again. I don't know. Um, I hope that, not. That, that I just feels be... like a messy... Yeah, yeah. I agree. Did, did, I, it only needs to do the Saudi Arabia show that yeah. makes me think it could happen. Um, but I agree with you. That should be the... And what I have liked is, obviously, since WrestleMania, Roman has been not siding with the Usos. Like, he, he didn't want to talk to them on the first SmackDown. And then even, I did, I, one thing I really liked on this SmackDown was Paul Heyman was doing a promo and the Usos were looking at Kevin and things, having a stare down. And Paul Heyman goes, and Roman is sick of you two. The Usos assume he's looking at Kevin and Sammy, but he's actually looking yeah. at the Usos. Um, yeah, that was, good, was yeah. a clever little touch. And that is, for me, it's clear. And Solo as well. Like anytime Roman will need help, it's Solo on his own now. But Usos aren't yeah. really there. So, for me, it is clear that's the direction they're going. It's just whether they drag it out further. Personally, I don't think they should. Um, and yeah, that's that's the interesting part of this story now is when the, are the Usos going to get kicked out of the bloodline, basically? Yeah, it's got to happen. This seems to be the moment for me. Again, dragging this on and Usos winning the titles back just so they can defend them at the yeah. Saudi Arabia show feels like... Uh, a real messy way around it. Like I, I just, I just think that that would be a bit too much. I, I want, I definitely want the Usos to not win the titles, and I want to see them separate away from the bloodline. And I think the Usos could turn face. Um, although a face turn would feel a bit odd, considering like how much they've been beaten down, um, Ko and Sammy. But I guess like they're away from Roman's spell, so yeah, yeah. It, I, I think it, if, if you would make- work. The story can make sense completely if it's, you know, it's not rushed. out hasn't been rushed, really. I mean, it's the whole thing's been playing out over. I mean, Jey Uso's story has been happening for like mm. two and a half years now since the bloodline yeah, started. No. Him being manipulated by a Roman, you know, that was the first feud they did, you know, when there was no fans. So that that's how long ago it was. It is um, mad, really. Jey Uso's been on, uh, well, Raw, Raw and SmackDown for the last few months, but been on weekly TV for two and a half years solid, basically, Jey Uso. Him in particular, like Roman goes away for a bit, Jimmy was away for a bit, Solo was called up later. But Jey Uso's been consistently involved in like the top storyline for two and a half years now. It's pretty he has, incredible. Yeah, exactly. Even Sam, obviously, Sami Zayn came into it last year. Like Jay's the one consistent. Yeah. And that's why I think it's really very easy to tell the story of him finally snapping. Either him snapping and turning on Roman or Roman kicking him out because. He, they've had, he's had enough of the Usos. You can go either way with it. Um, and it was the same with the Sami Zayn thing. Was Sami Zayn going to turn on Roman? Or was Roman going to on, turn on Sami? Ended up being Sami kind of turning on them by, you know, not, not hitting KO with a chair. Um, but yeah, this is all, it's all good still. But I just, I think it's, I think there's, hot, there's a hot storyline, or at least maybe two hotter feuds right now in WWE, which I didn't think would be the case. Um one of those, we might as well, as that's a good segue, we might as well talk yeah. about it now, is the LWO versus Judgment Day feud, which I think has really started to be a, a hot feud. And even without Ray being out there, uh, uh, Legado del Fantasma seems to have got over, which is great. Because Yeah, it's it a big big surprise, actually. It wasn't a direction I thought they would go in. Um I'm not too sure on the LWO name. That seems to be something they're sticking with. They're getting rid of Legado del Fantasma and calling them LWO. I guess um, it's marketing because obviously it was a faction back in the day in the 90s. Yeah, I know. I know. It's just, uh, yeah, something it's just, it's, it's, it's a very small, minor thing, but it's just, I was just like, oh, okay. Um, but yeah, the feud is, is good. The only thing with it is um, Judgment Day just feel a lot stronger than Legado. Like, in reality, they're outnumbered as well. Yeah, you you well, you can't compare Zelina to Rhea. You can't compare either Wacking or Cruz to Damian Priest. You can maybe compare them to Dom, but even that, like even Finn and Escobar, comparing them, Finn's quite clearly the superior. So it's one of those feuds. But then I guess that's what you want. You want a babyface to be the underdogs. And I have got one more member though, so that kind of even. Oh, and out. yeah, Ray. Yeah, with Ray, if you add Ray into it, it evens it out. I think. Yeah, um, they've, they've got one more. They outnumber the weirdly oh, the baby faces yeah. outnumber the heels, which is obviously a weird dynamic. But the, the heels are a lot stronger than the baby faces, so I don't mind it so much. Um, I think we'll probably we should get Rhea versus Zelina. I think that'd be a good title match to do. 
I think yep. they, they've obviously interacted quite a lot. Zelina's looked really good in little things she's done with Rhea as well. And I think her having a little mini push is a good idea. I, I, I really like Zelina Vega. Um, yeah, yeah Santos Escobar had a match here, didn't they? Um, which was decent, yes. um, but ended up with um, Priest hitting the South of Heaven choke slam and pinning Santos. This is another thing. Santos has lost quite a bit, um, which is a shame. Yeah, they've, not, they've not been well booked since coming up, Legado. Um, and yeah, that, that I think that's the only thing that makes this feud not as good as... I think it, I think it could be brilliant. It's just Legado don't feel to me that big time at the moment but Ray is helping and we've got Bad Bunny as well in the mix because he's yeah. appearing on Raw this week um, this is all going to come to a thing at Backlash They're all gonna yeah we're going to get Ray and we Bad Bunny yeah. we'll get to Raw but we had like gang warfare at the end of Raw it was pretty crazy yeah. so um, you know there's there's a lot going on there with factions um, and yeah, I like, a lot of I like big factions yeah we, we've criticised it in the past, particularly when AEW's done it, where like there's too many factions and everyone's in a faction. What I like here is there's a good distinction. There's there's people that are on their own that are doing their own thing, and there yeah. are tag teams, and then there's factions. Like there's a good split, um, and I like that. I think it's a, a good mix at the moment. Yeah, definitely. And with with the draft coming up, I think it's important to me if I'm if I'm doing the draft, I'm making sure you have the bloodline. And Judgment Day separate. I, I I know they linked up on Raw, but you want one run in SmackDown, one run in Raw. And the only problem with that is obviously um, Judgment. Rhea has the SmackDown Women's title, um, so I don't. Yeah, because Roman's not gonna be on Raw and Raw only. There's no chance of that. Yeah, so he's, he's champion. champion of Raw, isn't he? I mean, the um, I think the draft's a good time to split things. Maybe this could be a good option. We've said this so many times about when they when they can split titles, but like especially the tag titles, they've literally got a blue and red belt. Sammy yeah. and KO have him. They should do it. They should be like, look, but and under the new draft rules, we need champions on both brands, not you know together. I w- I would be all for that, and then they can do a tournament culminating at um, Saudi Arabia because it's called Night of Champions, right? So you can do a tournament yeah. that culminates in crowning a new champion. It all it all is perfect, really. It is obviously it is. you wouldn't have the raw tag title defended, but you can do new SmackDown tag titles. Say, assuming Kevin and Sammy take the raw titles, um, yeah. you know it, it. You could easily do that. We'll talk about the draft. Maybe we should talk about the draft more at the end. Just a few picks of who we think should go where, NXT call ups, that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah just yeah. five minutes at the end to uh, discuss people we think should move up. Yeah. I mean one. We got a return this week. Um, yeah. Uh, announced return of Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah. What did you make of this? This was a bit a bit flat for me. Well, it's building to, obviously, it's building to a carrying cross feud. We've got a cross promo afterwards. Looks um, like it, yeah. Nakamura could be a decent feud. The return itself wasn't much. He just squashed Mac. I mean, Mac Cat Moss looks like a joke. He come back exactly the same. In an armbar afterwards as well, for good measure. Yeah, come back the exact same character against the most dull person on the roster. I was like, oh, this is his return. Yeah. Okay. Um, but we, if we didn't get the hint to the cross feud, I think it would have been much worse because it would have been like, well, what's, he do- what's the direction? But at least we know the direction. Um, I think Nakamura... And also, quite good. just with the draft literally happening... Not it's not this. Is it tonight or is it next Friday? The draft next Friday. Next Friday. Yeah. Like, but with the draft happening, like literally weeks. Could they not have held off on him debuting until the draft? Maybe and that'd be like a surprise. Yeah, pick. I feel like maybe maybe they're bringing back so many people in the draft and calling up people in the draft though they didn't want to do too much in one go. Maybe that's why. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. It depends what else they got I planned. Have, I guess. Yeah. I have heard rumors that instead because they didn't do anything on Raw after Mania because they they were saving it for the draft. I think we'll get a few. I think we'll get at least two or three NXT call ups. I think we're going to get an injury return or two um, yeah, as well. Yeah, makes, um, makes complete sense. I mean, on the draft, I don't know if you've seen the draft poster. There's quite a lot of people left off it. So there's no break. No, so I, I, I saw the advert and I was looking at who was on the advert. It was all yeah. like the top guys. Um, yeah, it was, I was seeing if there's any like, like NXT guys. So that's one notable person who's missing that's on it. So I, I'm thinking yeah, that, 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 that is. Uh, it's about time he was back, yeah. But like, obviously, there's no Randy Orton, Biggie, Bray Wyatt, Alexa Bliss, 
Aaliyah. There's a few that I, I don't know why I put Aaliyah in that conversation, but Aaliyah's done well there to get in, get in that mix. But yeah, like, oh, I, well, I read a list of it earlier. People that were missing, yeah. there's quite a few, but um, yeah, AJ Styles notably is one that's on it. So you can see them. That's probably why they brought Nakamura back now because I think they'll have a few people returning. Um, but this return was okay. Um, one other match we did get. Um, I'd like to know your thoughts on this one, actually, is uh, Xavier Woods versus LA Knight. Um, obviously, Woods won with the backwards again, but used tights, which LA Knight tried to do. The ref didn't see it. Then I, I never yeah. like it when it does that kind of when they do that kind of finish. Um, yeah, I, I think. Oh, sorry, hang on. And just generally, LA Knight losing again. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> It, that's just a personal thing. I just like any night. I'd rather him not lose every week, but mm. maybe it plays into his character a bit. I don't know. I think I've got so I'm kind of torn a bit. Like I, I really am happy to say Woods is getting a solo push. I know yeah, Kofi and Biggie are both injured, but they've both had their moment. I think this year should be the time Woods wins a major title. Now I know he's actually got a match shot tonight on SmackDown against Gunter for the IC title. Yeah. I don't think he's winning tonight, but no, he'll probably probably a good match. But so I'm I'm happy for Xavier Woods, and I really think he should be pushed. But I'm at the same time I'm not happy with the New Day's portrayal. They've been like this for a while now, where they're baby faces that they they've always been over the top. But like they do cheat a lot. Like Xavier Woods yeah. will play the trumpet to distract someone, or they'll do like a like I say he'll hold the tights because Ellen Knight did it earlier, and it's just. Yeah, it's just the I, I'm not too keen on baby faces acting like that, and they, they've been like it for a while. It's just kind of how the new day are, but you know, just not overly keen on that. I, I, I would like Woods to go proper serious and just go on like a big tear for a title. I don't know whether he goes to Raw in the draft, and I think a new day moving to Raw would be a smart decision, actually. Yeah, it goes for uh, US title, maybe against Fury. And then you could do, yeah, you could have him beat Fury for the United States title. I think that'd be a, a good move. I think that'd be quite cool. Because he's not, he should yeah. be Gunter. Gunter needs to be, if Gunter loses, it needs to be a, a story, not just a random match on a yeah. SmackDown. But, but what is good, though, is Woods has got a few wins now on SmackDown. So him getting a title match against Gunter feels like fair because yeah, he's got yeah. a few I mean, singles that's, wins. That's one good thing about Triple H's booking generally. There's, there has been exceptions, but. He does make people earn title matches and things like yeah. obviously not maybe not much like the women's tag titles and things like that, but like the mid card titles and the main titles, he seem you seem to have to have some sort of qualification to to get it, which is I do like. Um, and the match yeah. itself is decent here, but yeah, I, I don't know about the result. I don't know where LA Knight goes from here. They could be building into his character, like you say. I mean, there's there's a lot of people saying he might win Money in the Bank. They do this a lot of money in the bank winners where they have them lose loads, but I don't know. I don't know at the moment. It depends on what they do with the world titles as well. Because if LA Knight won the money in the bank and Roman was still champ, then there's no way he would beat Roman. But like if Cody yeah. wins the belt or they split the titles, then I think you could have anyone win the, win the money in the bank and have them cash in. Yeah, but um, no good. And also the other match on side, I think we kind of mentioned it briefly maybe but Solo's cover beating Riddle in the main event um, yeah. just in, in that feud and then ended with Solo going mad and throwing the announce desk on Riddle um, just, yeah this match yeah. Was, was pretty good Savage Solo was just so pushed like he beats absolutely everybody um, my main criticism yeah. again of this feud is I think there's been too many matches I think the segments and the promos are really good but I just think we're repeating I mean this this was the first time they've done Solo be Riddle to be fair but they've done Solo be KO like three times now they've done yeah, they you know are, I mean? yeah. I'm just getting a little bit bored of them just doing the matches um, but this was a good match and and it was this was Riddle's sort of in-ring return so it was good to see him wrestle um, and yeah it ended quite chaotically Um yeah, it, it was fine. There wasn't a lot else to say about it, to be honest. Um, no, I just, just thought we'd mention it. Um, got beat by the spike. There was only really one other segment I remember from, from SmackDown. Um, and that was Liv Morgan and Raquel um, coming out and then interrupted by Sonya Deville and Chelsea Green, which led to a segment on Raw. Um, it was bang average. Yeah, so they've got their title match tonight as well, um, yeah. which, yeah. It's just a, a t- title match for TV. It's nothing special. Um, 
and the, the tag titles feel, feel a bit all over the shot, a, a bit like, I guess Liv and Raquel are fine champions, but I'm just still confused why Ronda and Shane are well, in and around the picture. Ronda apparently still hasn't been cleared to wrestle, um, which is why oh, okay. got, at WrestleMania, literally, she did nothing. She'd come in and hit the armbar to win. That was mm. it. They wanted her to be at WrestleMania, but she hasn't, because she got injured. It was women she was missed WrestleMania. Then she made WrestleMania, but she hasn't been on TV since, and that's why. So I think Liv and Raquel will be, maybe tonight will be the night they come back. Um, they must be near clearance, or they wouldn't have let her in the ring. But apparently yeah. she hasn't been officially cleared to have a match. So I think Liv and Raquel will be placeholder title, yeah, placeholder champions, really. They'll have a title for a month or two, maybe, and then Ronda and Shayna, I think, will win it from them. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That, that seems to be the direction to go. I, I, there's no other teams to beat, honestly. Like, they're not going to get beaten by Candice and Mia. They're not going to get beaten tonight by Chelsea and Sonia. And then damage control, I'm not even sure, are going to be a thing after the, the draft. But, yeah, and uh, there's no other tag teams. So, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, should we move on to Raw? Yeah, Raw. And we've kind of spoke about it a bit already, but the... Well, it's just a one-night alliance between the Bloodline and the Judgment Day. Um, yeah, short-term. I, I thought this was this, this was pretty. This was pretty cool. This was. I thought they did it really well, and I liked how, like, just the Bloodline at the start of the show, and then you hear Judgment Day's music, and I was like, "Wow, these are like two factions we've not seen together." And I was like, "Oh, they're going to square off there," and then, but it kind of did square off. Yeah, because they like, were squaring off a solo like the whole time. Yeah, Paul Heyman. I loved it, how. Um, Paul was like, uh, Jimmy, could you swap with Solo or Jay, whoever? And then he swapped, and then Rhea swapped. Yeah. I want to see a Rhea Solo match now. I was very glad that he mentioned Finn Balor, because obviously Balor feuded with Roman and the Bloodline. Um, yeah. And, and Paul Heyman did mention that. And I was like, if they just ignored that, and Balor went out there and was like, fine. With the, I, yeah. I would have been like, that's shit. But again, they, they don't ignore past storylines now, which is so much better. And Balor not being happy about it, but going with it, because it was it suited it then both parties made sense and uh, I liked Paul Heyman kind of acknowledging Priest at the start as well I thought that might lead to a tease in the future I could see Priest being a Paul Heyman type guy maybe at some point I don't yeah. know it just felt like there was something there because he didn't shake the rest of the hand he straight up to Priest and was like you know uh, it felt like they were the guys that made the deal that's what it felt like um, yeah Priest looked a bit cool here in his suit he felt a bit more important yeah. Yeah, I, I, well, since Mania, he's felt much better than him, much more important. Because I, I, my criticism of, obviously, all three of the others had singles matches at Mania. He wasn't on the card. He was involved yeah. because he was, but, you know, he was the only one that didn't have a match at Mania, which I thought made him look a bit shit, to be honest. But since WrestleMania, obviously, with the Bad Bunny stuff, him choking Bad Bunny for the table, these promos, he seemed, now he seems much more important again. And I like that because I think Priest is great. He is, he is brilliant. And like I said, just, just a presentation. Everyone else dressed down and he's just dressed in a suit. He just looked like... He looked, he looked like the important... He looked like the leader here. For, yeah, he did, uh, which, yeah. I mean, Rhea's always looked like the, the main focus, which is fine. Um, yeah, and then that leads to... Obviously, they've made an agreement. They're going to take each other's enemies out. That leads to a match between Solo Sokoa and Rey Mysterio. Now, this was a match I was all for because this is slightly different. This is like the two storylines... Yeah. Into you know, and they had a really good match. Um, and again, Solo wins. Just he's just wins and wins. I mean, he's only been beaten once, and that's by Cody build up to Mania. Yeah, uh, and you know that's how hard he's been pushed. They had a really good match here. Um, the LWO come out to counter the Usos, and yeah, hit some of the Simone Spike wins. And what I liked as well is I've seen a clip on Twitter. I didn't notice it at the time, but. One when Solo's pinning Ray, you can hear him say thank you to Ray to like putting him over. I thought, which is just oh, really, nice. oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's just a nice touch. Um, yeah, that's, yeah, that's I liked all of this. This whole first bit of Raw, I thought was really good. It was, and the, the Samoan spike is one of the most protected moves in wrestling oh, right yeah. now. Oh, like, when, when, when he hits it, not only does someone stay down for a free count, they're basically dead. Like, he basically he, he just like destroys people with the Samoan and Spike. Uh, I mean, wins him every match he's in, and even the matches he's not in, it helps Roman. Like, it beat Cody at WrestleMania, it beat Drew. I yeah, think, exactly, as well. yeah. 
Classic yeah. Lukaku. Um, so, yeah, it's, I mean, it's probably the most protective move in WWE at the moment, arguably. Yeah, definitely. And I think, the other thing I liked about this alignment was obviously they had a bit of um, stuff backstage as well. But then obviously the main event, you had the tag team match, uh, the yeah. Judgment Day v. KO and Sammy. And really? Was it KO, Sammy and Riddle, actually? Um, and Judgment Day lost. So, like, the Bloodline are still the dominant faction because they held up their end of the bargain and Judgment Day didn't. So, like, these two big factions, but it's quite clear the Bloodline is still on top. And, like, you know, Heyman can go back to Roman and say, well, we held up our end of the bargain. Well, yeah, that's a bit of a thing because there was a little bit where Paul said something like, we've held up our end of the bargain. You know, you better hold up yours. You know, mm. I, I do feel like there's going to be tension between the Judgment Day and the Bloodline now, and that could lead to a future feud down the line. Um, if they are, I think they'll both be on SmackDown because of Rhea being the SmackDown Women's Champion. And the, I think the Bloodline is staying on SmackDown. I just don't see them moving to Raw. Um, I think they, they can do that feud down the line. Whether they're heel and heel, I don't know, or they turn the Judgment Day face or something, I don't know. But I think that there could be something. I reckon you can turn everyone apart from Dom face. I can't say you can't turn Dom face the way he is. No, like, really I actually you. think Priest, Fallon, Rhea are quite cool. Rhea gets cheered anyway. Yeah, Rhea basically. Well, she, she wrestled as a face at Mania, but... Um, Pretty much, yeah. You, you you could turn the other three. I just think Dom is too far gone. And he's like, he's like, he's, he's basically got the most heat in wrestling at the moment, Dom. He's, it's incredible. Definitely up there. Um, so let's talk about that main event segment as a whole because this might be my top mark of the week really because I love the ending it's proper attitude era style faction yeah. all four factions essentially all fighting um, the Judgment Day Kevin Owens Sami Zayn and Matt Riddle LWO and of course the Bloodline all at it in the ring there's like 15 men in the ring or something like that um, man Mad, bro. Really good main event match to start with. Um, yeah. As you'd expect, really. Um, I particularly liked when Riddle and Zayn and Riddle and KO were... No, not Riddle. Bala and Zayn, sorry. And Bala and KO were wrestling. It felt like 2016 NXT. <laughs> like, it was yeah. like, okay, this is great. Um, particularly like that stuff. Um, in the end, obviously, a coup de grace, stunner, and a floating bro from the babies to get the win. Um, Judgment Day taking the which is fine. And yeah, then just a big brawl to win over. That's my favorite. And I'm just intrigued as to where that goes next. Are they are they going to continue? I know they said, you said one night. They just said short term, which made me think one night. But are they going to continue that? Are they going to now feud? Is this just going to be nothing after today? I, I don't know, but it's intriguing. They should, this is one of those things, they shouldn't, I know, I don't want to see something on Raw, uh, immediate follow-up. I want this to, like a month down the line, something something to happen and like Roman to just like destroy like, I don't know, Damien or, you know, Damien or Finn or something because he, he remembers what happened and like, he's like, yeah, you, you let us down. I just want, that, want it to happen down the line so I think they're both quite involved in other stuff at the moment it's been a bit yeah. weird to say them got involved in a few with Kevin and Sammy at the moment so that's going to be the main focus at the moment yeah but well, Roman doesn't really have a challenger at the moment um, oh I am think... intrigued as to who's got his next challenger is going to be because I've honestly got no idea um, no and I, I, next match is I, no I know I, I do think the draft might start pushing people in certain directions brands at the moment are basically not there and I know the title isn't brand relevant but I just think yeah I well there's a lot of things I hope come from the draft so I've got high hopes for the draft and I hope it does start leading us to um to kind of get somewhere it's actually a shame we haven't got um war games around the corner because with these four factions involved yeah. you could just I know, I, have I some saw mental war games saying, match all I wanted all that was missing from the end of that um segment was William Regal coming out at the end yeah all that was missing um because it felt like the right moment for it um yeah so we also had let's talk about the women's division um yep. Bianca Belair 
beat Dakota Kai in a standard match. We've seen these two wrestle a few times before. Um, to set up, obviously, EO won the triple threat last week, become number one contender. Dakota did get some offense in here, but in, in the end, Belair wins pretty comfortably. Not a lot else to it, but they are kind of Bailey's reactions are the interesting part for me because she just doesn't see yeah. that Kai's getting beaten. She didn't really, I don't think she really wanted EO to get the title shot. Um, they they seem annoyed with Bailey getting most of the opportunities. I think they're either going to want someone's turning on someone or they're just going to get drafted separately. One of those two things is happening soon. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, it's, right now it's actually intriguing because I don't know. Say one of them or two of them are going to turn face, but I reckon, and right now, I could see Bailey and Dakota staying here when EO turning face. So I could see EO and Dakota turning face and Bailey staying here, or like, yeah, Bailey turn face maybe. And I, I don't know. I, I think, think there's a few. I options. think that's maybe the one. I don't know. I don't know. I would like Dakota and EO to stay together purely because. I don't think they're tag women's tag teams. And I think unless you're going to like push one of them to the moon, which you could easily do, especially VO, then they're better off staying together as a duo. And then you could have Bailey separate as a face and she would be absolutely fine. Um, or a heel, whatever. But um, yeah, it's interesting. They're definitely teasing it. And I wonder if this match with Belair and EO is leading to something happening there. I think they're going to ask on, on, on Raw, is it? Or is I that don't backlash? Think it's been announced when it has happened. I assume it'll be backlash because surely they're going to do one women's title match at least. R- Rhea doesn't seem to, I mean, Rhea might face Selena, but I don't think that'll happen at backlash. It could, yeah. but I, I doubt it. Um, so I think it makes sense for EO and Belair to be, to be there, I would have thought, but I don't know. Yeah, no, agreed. Um, and the other women's sort of, well, there's three actually, but the other big women's thing that happened was Trish Stratus coming down to the mm-hmm. ring to yeah. cut a promo explaining her attack on Becky Lynch. And obviously we found out she attacked Lita too. Um, what did you make of that? Uh, really good. And I think it was what, what I expected, also what I wanted from Trish is to come out and just be like, you know, I've, I paved the way and, you know, she's basically the, you know, I was one out and like Lita, and she was like, you know, Lita, you were feuding with Becky, you know, a few months ago and then, you know, how, so it, it was really good. I think, um, yeah, I, I think, I think it's a, it's, it's, it's a really, um, yes, yeah, it's just, just a really good, like legend against the current top female star, just like probably the top female legend, Trish. Like these Certainly two, they have available to use. Yeah, they'll they'll wrestle in Saudi Arabia, probably. Yeah, I mean, I, I heard of it in SummerSlam, but that feels far away. It does feel far. They'd have to drag it out a long way for that to happen. I mean, Becky obviously wasn't on Raw last week. I think might have a minor injury, so they might play it out okay, yeah. until then um, but yeah I originally thought Saudi Arabia made sense because they normally do a big women's match and, and Saudi Arabia normally as well is an attraction for the legends they had Lita versus Becky there yeah, yeah. last year I want to say was it yeah, I think it was last year it wasn't long ago start of last year I think um, mm. so yeah Trish versus Becky there would make a lot of sense um, but yeah I'm not sure but I really liked the promo. I, I liked her delivery. I thought it was good. And I, I like Trish being a heel. She's just, she's just, yeah, a bitch. Works really well. she just works being that bitch. Um, yeah. And her versus Becky could be a really, really good storyline. Hopefully a good match as well, because I don't know what Trish is going to be able to be like in a one-on-one match in the ring. Um, but I think Becky can yeah. carry almost anybody to a good match. So yeah, I think it'll be really interesting. I'm, I'm I love, like I said so before, they use men's women uh, legends a lot in wrestling. I don't think there's a yeah. good enough use of women in AEW and WWE generally. It it yeah. But um, WWE recently now bringing back Trish Lee, Beth Phoenix has been involved a bit as well. They're using women's legends better, and I, I like that. Um, yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with that. Anything else to say on that, or should I move on? No, I think we can move on. 
Um, the other women's segment, well the other women's segment. Yeah, yeah, Chelsea and Sonia won. Um, yeah, I mean, it was obvious because they set this match up really on Friday. Yeah. Um, but then you got Chelsea and Sonia having a match against Candice and Mishin. At least I'm glad they got a qualified because, again, you need a reason for them yeah. to, to go for the tag titles. They beat Candice LeRae and Mishin here. And I thought they looked quite good, particularly Chelsea. You know, she's lost a lot since she's come back. She's been I used in that Karen comedy role. Here, she mm. actually looked like a good wrestler and one with the Unprettier, which is a good move to use as well. Yeah, and the other thing from this match was um, Nikki Cross in the front row watching oh, yeah. Candice. Well, I mean, where are they going? Any idea what's going? happening here? I assumed it was going to be a Nikki a Cross, time. Dexter Loomis thing. That's what I thought well, it was going to be. I've been speculating a long time that they're going down the Sanity versus sort of Gargano's thing that they're going to do. But Sanity haven't appeared yet. Um, and whether they will ever appear, I don't know. Apparently, I heard that Eric Young signed a contract about four months ago and hasn't been used. Eric he's, not anything, he's not doing anything else anywhere at the moment, but Killian Dane is still wrestling on Killian Dane. I was trying to think of it. I, was like, I remember Alexander Wolf, but I couldn't remember the other name, but person, so, yeah. I mean, what they could potentially do, I, I mean, I'm not bothered about Sanity coming back, personally, but if they did bring them back, you could do Johnny, Candice and Dexter versus... Eric, Killian, and Nikki, or something, or potentially yeah. Tomasa Champa in that when he comes back. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where else it could be possibly going because they've been teasing it for months now and nothing's actually happened. Yeah, it's actually something I thought they'd maybe forgotten about because I remember. No, Nikki, I thought it'd been dropped. Yeah, I think they were just off TV for a while, but then yeah, it's just interesting that they brought it back up again here. Um, yeah, just just interesting. I I I, I still I know she's champion right now, but I still think Indy Hartwell should be. A definite call up for the draft. She won't be because she's champion, you know, well, unless she loses spring they break they next did, week. They've, they've, they've got spring break next week and she's defending her title in a triple threat match. In yeah, the- she could lose it or she could lose it the next pay per view and they could call her up and have her on both shows for a bit. They've done that before. Yeah. Um, so, so that mean Indy and Candice are a proper team and then you've got Indy Dex, the next Dex, the more relevant. I think it just improves every like it helps Dexter. Indie thing, she won the title because of Dexter. Like, yeah, I know that should lead to something. Like, otherwise, what's the point? Yeah. So yeah, I agree with you. Um, Yeah, that match was okay, and like I say, I I was at least pleased they got a tag match to um, give them the uh, the win. A couple of other segments to talk about. A really, really good ma- the match of the week in WWE um, for sure was, I think, definitely Seth Rollins versus The Miz. Which when yeah. I first announced this match on Twitter, I was like, "Why do we need this again? We've got this twice before Mania in the build-up to the Logan Paul match because of Miz's involvement." I was like, "Why do we? This match is going to go five minutes. Rollins will get the win." It really surprised me because they put yeah, on it was a really good. Um, and Miz was great in this match. Um, his little double DDT thing that he did was really good. Um, yeah. And yeah, it was genuinely a great match. And I wasn't expecting it. So fair dues. I mean, Rollins always has great matches. But, uh, you know, I didn't expect one here necessarily. No, it was really good. And realistically, it's two people without too much direction at the moment. Just yeah, a good match. Do you think we're going to get another match with Logan Paul? Um... It wouldn't surprise uh, me. Maybe. Maybe. Although he always seems to have like three matches yeah, in his program. Yeah. With Edge, he did it with Cody. You know, he's that a big feuds that he has. He seems to go like three matches. So it wouldn't surprise me if they did this again. Because Logan Paul in Saudi Arabia would make sense to me. And then maybe again at Money in the Bank. It wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me. Yeah. Yeah, that would be fine. Um, I think, obviously, I'd probably... Oh, they're going to money in the bank ladder match, which I could also see happening. Yeah, I would just like to see Seth get back on that title train, push him back. I'd love to see him traded to SmackDown and face Roman soon, because he's got a victory over Roman. He beat Roman by DQ at Royal Rumble last year. (laughs) Seth's a credible person that can beat Roman Reigns for the title. Roman Reigns never beat Seth Rollins. They've got... Before Roman loses that title, he should 100% face Seth again. Yeah, yeah, that, that would be the best opportunity. That should be the one where they tease like this could happen, and then he doesn't, and then maybe Cody wins or whatever. 
Um, it depends when. I mean, I have no idea. I'm not even going to guess when Roman's losing the title at this point. I'm I don't know if he ever is. <laughs> it could go to next year's WrestleMania. It really could. Um, but yeah, random great match there. Um, uh, Rollins, Wesley. Yep. Crowd's so into it. I'm obviously really into Rollins as they always are. Um, another s- big segment set up for the match at Backlash was Cody um, coming out, calling out Brock Lesnar, which is a crazy thing to do in itself when you know Brock's actually there. And then yeah. we didn't get Brock Lesnar. We got the Lesnar taker come out. Um, I've been waiting to make that joke because he just, he was wearing the Undertaker's ring it, basically. <laughs> he was wearing a hat and a long cut. I was like, why does he look like the Undertaker? He's gone from Cowboy Brock to Undertaker Brock. Um, yeah, he comes down. and just- Yeah, this, this, this was a weird segment. I, I'm not, again, kind of similar to Xavier I'm not too keen on your big baby face in the company just destroying people for no reason, just because he's mind, a bit angry. I don't mind them destroying security guards. I always think that's... Uh, I mean, it's, it's, overdone, just bit, it's just- overdone, but I don't think it's necessarily a heel, baby face divide thing. I think both can do it. It makes me just like a little less like cheer from a little less. I'm like, oh, I'm not. Oh, I was like fully behind, him. not so behind him because he's just needlessly attacked security guards. Like if they've done nothing I, wrong, I would have preferred it. Rock wanted to fight Cody too, and they were both doing it to get. Yeah, each it's I mean, one thing Rock if, if standing there. Yeah, like we saw it with um Wardlow in AW. He just beat straight guys up for no reason. I was like, he's going to be a baby face. He's like, yeah. he was going against MJF. I think the because the crowd pops for it. I think yeah, it's just such a it's like if you actually really think about it, it's such, a, it's such a weird thing for someone who you're trying to cheer to do just beat up random people for no reason. Just feels like what's oh, that's a really weird thing. But um, yeah, that no, is fine. It's a good cut probably from Cody as has been the case yeah since he's come back um and it, what is actually a bit weird that brock just kind of stood there laughed and walked off because the brock lesnar that we know just would come down and destroy his security guards and, and get to code i'd have preferred it if brock wanted to get involved as well and the security guards were hoping holding both back and because they were both furious they would both yeah, yeah. that's what they normally do pull apart brawl type thing yeah, exactly. it's, it's one thing if that. you're if you're knocking security guys out of the way to get to someone, but he, Cody wasn't doing it. He was, just, he was just beating them up for no reason. And then Cody called him a coward because Brock didn't want to fight, which was weird. Um, yeah. However, it would be a good match. I am into this feud. And I'm going to, yeah. this match is, I think is a great feud to do. It's just a shame it's not for the title. I think this would have been even better if it was for the title, but. Yeah, Cody's uh, first defense against Brock would be. Yeah, you'd be like, he could potentially lose already. Like, he, he, yeah. you would believe it could happen. Um, but yeah, him versus Brock, like, I genuinely don't know who's winning either because they could have, like, Cody lose again and go on this, like, they down could, yeah. spiral where he's desperate and then he maybe gets into the Money in the Bank match and wins that way or something like that. Or he could beat Lesnar and be like, I've just beaten Brock Lesnar, like, Roman, let's mm. do this. And then they, you know, they go for it again. You could go either way with this. Um, and Lesnar doesn't lose often, so it's obviously hard to predict as well for that reason. I have no idea what I'd go for. Um, and that's why I'm into it. And I think Cody and Brock, for the first time ever, is it's, it's also a fresh match for Lesnar. Which He's very, he feels very I fresh. Yeah, because he doesn't, Lesnar doesn't have a lot of fresh matches left against top people. He could, I mean, he could do him versus Akira Sazawa if he wanted, but it's not exactly interesting. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, him against interesting people. Um so yeah, I, I really like the idea of this. And I'm surprised as well that Lesnar's doing it at Backlash. I thought for sure this would be a Saudi match or something because Lesnar doesn't often work like immediately after Mania. But he is, so fair play. Yeah, yeah, no, it's... it's because it's, it's a big show at Pure Recap. It's not, you know, just a standard match in like, I don't know, Wisconsin or something in America, you know, some random town. Um, yeah, yeah. So fair enough. That was good. Um, yeah. We had another match on Raw that yeah. never finished, no contest. But um, Bobby Lashley, the Austin Theory. This was a bit of a skidder for me in in that sense. Yeah, for this like the hundredth so time. What was going to happen? The Bronson Reed was interfering. Yeah. This it was, was the most yeah. obvious thing in the world. They've done Lashley and Theory like seven times already. 
as well. Fully US title, you know, that few. Yeah, when I saw the SmackDown title, I was like, Theory can't lose because otherwise Lashley would have to go for the title again. And Lashley can't lose. Jesus, right yeah. now. So, what? why did you book this match? Why didn't you have Lashley face Dolph Ziggler or Mustafa Ali or someone like that? Elias, maybe. I know he's faced a large recently. Someone who's not in a storyline, beat him and then have Bronson Reed attack him afterwards. Why did you have to do this? It made no sense. In theory, after a massive win at WrestleMania, has felt well flat since WrestleMania. Yeah, I do you remember John Cena's promo where he said, no, you'll beat me and no one will care? Yeah. It's looking right at the moment. And it's not necessarily yeah. Theory's fault. It's because they haven't booked him to do anything since WrestleMania. I know. He needs a he needs a feud. And again, maybe the draft will lead someone over, I, I don't know, but someone maybe to feud with him. Um, yeah, well, I said about Xavier Woods, maybe that is the... I, I, I don't really know, but he just needs to do something. Um, and also, this, like, this whole segment was... Like, is, is it just three heels? Like, Lashley, Lashley was definitely a heel. He definitely turned back true. heel. And I think he's now face again. But yeah, I think Lashley's a face, really. Yeah, he's, yeah, maybe, but it's, it's just a weird what, one. Really got a weird gimmick because he did this promo thing where he's like, I'm Mr. Nice Guy. And he's got this whole, like, Mr. Nice Guy. Obviously, like, he's not a nice guy. That's the whole point. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's got this weird gimmick. But I, I'm really glad that they're doing something significant with Bronson Reed. Because I think he's great. He's um, really impressed me, actually. I'm sure we'll he, probably get a match with Lashley at Backlash. Yeah. He was one of the um, returns that I was not fussed about, really. I was like, oh, yeah, whatever. Like, I, I, I can give him a safe Bronson Reed. I've never been that fussed on him either way. Never disliked him or liked him. But actually, his return, he's felt like a big deal. He's been... He's come across really well. He's been booked. I think he's won every match he's been in. He's been booked, well, apart from the draw with Lesnar. Yeah. Yeah. So he's just he's just been booked really well. And I think, yeah, I'm I'm into Bronson Reed more than I've ever been into him. So I think they've done a good job with Bronson. And I actually think him against Lashley is actually a tough one to call, weirdly. Like Lashley, you'd think would win, but I think they're quite hot on Bronson at the moment. Yeah, I, th- I think Lashley probably will win, but it's not. It's probably. not. Set in stone, eh? it's not like completely. But obvious. also, he's tried to get the hurt lock in a few times and he can't on Bronson because he's too big. So it's just like it's just, just a good, um, it's, it's just a lot better than Omos, who Lashley yeah. was with before, and you know, so yeah, it's good. There wasn't much else on this world, there was a little segment with um, Chad Gable and uh, Otis and stuff, oh, yeah, fighting over shooting each other. Um, there was. I did enjoy the shoot. Yeah, I mean, I love everything Chad Gable does, and yeah, I think Otis is doing a good job as well at the moment. There wasn't a lot else to it. Um, no, well, should we talk about the draft quickly? Let's that... about, yeah, let's just do a few minutes on the draft and just talk about we're, we're maybe about a week away and a few people that we think desperately need a move. Yeah, well, for I will for one say Seth Rollins. I think him to smack down is completely logical. Um, who else from Raw would you move across? Should I uh, think women's division? Asuka, maybe? Maybe Asuka. Women's uh, division? Maybe Becky, if you move in Seth as well. Obviously, you've put them on the same brand. They, they'd probably want to be on the same brand. Um, potentially, no, I was going to say, be- I was going to say Gable, but no. Unless you split, do the split between Gable and Gable. This this has been actually teased a lot in random promos. You've seen it with like, I think might be on this Raw, the um, Street Profits and someone. It was a happy Corbin was like, oh, you two could be split up. And they were like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I actually think there might be the Street Profits. Yeah, that that would be an interesting one. But yeah, do you have any predictions on teams that you think will break up? Damage Control, I think we've both agreed on. Potentially the Street Profits, potentially... Alpha Academy. They're the only I think Alpha them. Academy. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. Yeah, you, that's probably I, it. I, yeah. And in terms of moving over, I think Bobby Lashley actually would be a good shout to go to SmackDown because he hasn't really been on there. And I think Lashley v. Roman hasn't really been done. Um, well, actually, I just thought of an idea I had. I think 
you swap the mid-card titles. So you move Fury to SmackDown, you move Gunter to Raw. Yeah, you could do that. Especially yeah. if you move in Judgment Day to SmackDown. It makes SmackDown quite strong on the hillside. You move Gunter and Imperium to Raw mm. and you make the IC title on Raw. And, and what about SmackDown to Raw? There's a couple of names. There's one name in particular that's really standing out to me. Um, yeah. well, we mentioned the New Day, but I think LA Knight would be beneficial having much more. That extra hour of TV yep. with his promos and stuff would really help him. I think he'd get much more TV time. So I think LA Knight is a no-brainer. Um, and again, you have LA Knight and The Miz on the same show. Yeah. Oh, do I do a feud between them 100%? They should have yeah, that would that be a great had, When The Miz was hosting Mania, they should have LA Knight come out, not yeah. Shane McMahon and then do his quad or whatever he did. Do yeah, you know what I mean? Why? Um, yeah. And also you could, have him, you could have him go for the United States title if they did stay on the same brand. You know, you could have yeah. LA Knight be Theory as well. Because um, you could have LA Knight as a face if you wanted. It's not like yeah, he, he 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 could be either. Yeah, um, he's an obvious one for me. Um, the new day we mentioned. I wouldn't uh, be surprised if Charlotte moved over because she's been on SmackDown for a long time. Um, yeah. I don't care where she is. I, I think I I think Drew McIntyre as a heel moving back to Raw as a heel. Yeah. Because uh, I thought about Drew, I was like, I, sh- I don't know. Maybe you do, you do split Drew and Sheamus up because they've just been interlinked for like yeah. so long now. Just I think you them- keep Sheamus going for the IP belt and he eventually gets it, um, and then you do Drew turn him heel, and then when Cody wins the title, you can do Cody v Drew, who have history as a tag team from like ten years, fifteen years ago, maybe I don't know how long ago it was, but they definitely yeah. had been a tag team before, and you can do Cody v Drew feud on Raw for the title. Again, speaking of tag teams splitting, is it mad to move Xavier Woods away from Kofi and Big E? And you leave Kofi and Big E on SmackDown and you move Woods to Raw or vice versa? How long Big E is going to be around for? Because I think you could do two and one. Depends on their injury, yeah. Because they they did it with Big E in the last draft. They moved Big E to Raw and left New Day on SmackDown. Then they swapped him back mid-year, but yeah, that's, I can't think of anyone else at the top of my head right now, but that's, that's about it for me. But in terms of NXT call-ups, there's a few in my mind that I think should definitely be drafted. The obvious yeah. one for me um, is Cameron Grimes um, because he hasn't been on NXT in months. I think he's been preparing for it. I think him... Yeah. I think him... A hit, Cameron Grimes, Baron Corbin feud with yeah. Dumbass Corbin and like... <laughs> flashy Cameron Grimes writes itself. I mean, I have them yeah. as a tag team in my universe mode on WWE 2K22, but... Yeah, could you could yeah. Easily, I think you could put them as a team, yeah. yeah. I have them at um, 2K23, sorry, not 22. Um, but yeah, I think him, he's a no-brainer. I think Pretty Deadly are a good shout. Now they've lost the title. Pretty Deadly, I think, are definitely coming up. I, I am, like, convinced they're coming up. Pretty Deadly, definitely. Cameron Grimes, I'm pretty convinced, is coming up. Tyler Bates Just from what... I see on TV. It depends on the title. I and that means maybe Grayson Waller, because he's feuded with Ron Breaker. He's now feuding with Carmelo. I just feel like he has his own talk show, which I know they love, maybe on like Raw or something. I just feel like Grayson Waller is a definite call up for me as well. Yeah, Waller, Waller or Breaker, one of them should. Like, you need one I, of those. I, yeah, I would leave Breaker for a bit. Because he's just turned here. Well, I'd like to see him have a little heel run in NXT, maybe. Yeah, maybe. And Carmelo's now having a face run. So I think it's quite cool that they've they both stay down there as like the two figureheads of NXT for a bit. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, Waller's um, probably the big one. Um, in terms of women's division, it depends on that title match. I would definitely call up one of Tiffany Stratton or Indy Hartwell, depending who walks out as champ. Yeah. I, I mean, I you can even call up Roxanne. Um, Katana Chance and Kevin Carter to add to the women's tag division. I think they're absolutely yep. no brainer. They haven't been on TV much. They're not doing a lot. Yeah, that is a no brainer. Yeah. They're an absolute no brainer. They're ready for it, definitely. Um, trying to think who else on the women's side. It's hard to say because a lot of them, I feel like, have still got a lot to do in NXT. Like people yeah, like Cora Jade, Zoe Stark. Zoe Stark is one you could call up. I think she's main roster ready. And I think. 
I don't think she's going to win the, the NXT title, women's title. I just don't think it's going to happen. I think she yeah. gave a mid-card heel to have on the main roster. I mean, they could do something where they create a brand new team or brand new faction for the main roster, like they did with Dakota and Io. They just bring up Zoe Stark and, I don't know, Tiffany Strand. That's probably not a good example of... But like they, they could just bring two people up and make them, put them together. Um, would be quite good. Do you think there's anyone that could go the other way? We've seen a lot of people recently die. Jack Apollo, Jinder. Um, there's plenty more. All going I back think, to NXT. Do you think they're going to NXT? Uh, Robert Roode is a no-brainer. Maybe. I've, ha- I've heard he's still injured, but... Yeah, it depends on his situation. Yeah. Um, For me, there's, a, mean, there's, there's an obvious one. I'll say again, I, I, I feel like I'm trying to move Xavier Woods anyway, but I think even Xavier Woods go to NXT and having a singles run in NXT wouldn't be a bad oh, shout. I think Madcap Moss would really benefit because you could he could work on his character and he could be a good upper tier. He's not going to do much on SmackDown Raw. And he could take as a veteran yeah. for the women's division to like help them. I think that could be a good move. Yeah, I definitely think the women's division could do with someone coming down whether that be, uh, I don't know. I was just going to say Shotzi. I think Shotzi, like, they did. Well, they... Like, she was one of the original NXT, like, breakouts. Yeah. Along with, like, you know, when Paige and just before Shot, just before the horsewomen, basically. But Paige and her were, like, the two main ones. And then Bailey and Charlotte and everyone came along. Um, do we, like, do drop down? She kind of skipped NXT? Maybe. Maybe. Depends. Um, what I think she offers something different for the main roster. So yeah, I, I do quite like her on the main roster actually. There's I, not no, many. Yeah. There's not many obvious ones, but I think Emma and Madcap Moss together as a package would work. Um, I just wonder whether NXT might get someone big, like like if like say NXT got Madcap Moss and Robert Roode, that'd be really underwhelming as like NXT's gets. But like maybe they get. I think he's the biggest person they could get. I I I really think Xavier Woods would be like. A quite noteworthy NXT edition. Um, Thing is, he's had a little NXT run with those tag titles. I just don't know. Yeah, maybe I don't. But maybe, maybe Tyler Breeze comes back and you have a Woods Tyler Breeze thing on NXT. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, yeah. I think it's, I think if anyone went to NXT, mainly people that aren't used on main roster because that seems to be the pattern with it. Um, so yeah. So I what I would have done, by the way, I would have held off on Nakamura and brought Nakamura back on NXT. That's what I would have done personally. That, that would have been cool. Then I'd be like, that that'd have been a real big Nakamura like, versus Mellow, like for the title yeah. would have been, like crazy. That would go mad for that. Yeah. That's what I would have done. Anyway, I can't really think of anything else and unless you want to I mean Tyler, I could say Tyler Bate, I think, is a, a no-brainer as well. I honestly think he him on SmackDown with like Oh yeah, he should like, come up and all those guys. I, I also would love well, I, I don't see this happening. I'd love to see grizzled young veterans away from schism and called up. Because obviously they requested a release a couple of weeks ago. Um, wasn't granted. And they, they, I mean, they wrestled a title match this week on NXT. Yeah. So, but they lost again. And I just feel like either release them or do something else with them. Don't keep well, releasing them. You've just reminded me there, speaking of NXT tag teams that didn't win the belts this week, the Creed Brothers, they are main, main roster ready. I mean, I don't yeah. think you call up Ivy Nile particularly. Maybe keep Ivy Nile down on her own, but yeah, yeah the Creed maybe, Brothers. Maybe. Potentially. I mean, do we know on uh, Roderick Strong's position? Oh, is I he, have no idea is he still with the company? I don't know. I have no idea what he's doing. I was half expecting him to show up on Dynamite, I've got to be honest. Yeah, of, I mean, he could chop on Dynamite this week. Because right? the whole Adam Cole, Chris Jericho feud, and he's kind of outnumbered. I'm half expecting yeah. him to show up there. I don't know if he can, but I'm half expecting it to happen at some point. It's kind of Wiley saw on NX, on uh, AW. He is, but he's been injured. Been injured. So. Okay. So that's just a random segue. I just remembered. Can't, can't remember for a second. I forgot about him. Yeah, but whatever, you know. Triple H has said it's gonna change the game. That's just that's just his catchphrase. But yeah, I've I what what I want from this draft is I want there to be clear directions on both brands. I want both brands to be different. I want so let's say I, I I would personally have like 
Raw is the Bloodline brand, SmackDown is the Judgment Day brand, and you kind of and Judgment Day and Seth or something on SmackDown and Rhea headed up was Vision, Bianca, the um, you know, maybe Montez as a single and the Bloodline on, on Raw, and you kind of separate the brands and you create two separate things and you separate some belts. Separating the main title will be basically impossible. Like Roman's not just going to give up one belt because it's just that's like not in his character. Whereas KO and Sammy could just be like, oh yeah, you you can have the SmackDown Raw tag team title and let's say create a vacant belt. I would change the mid card belts definitely. That's one thing. Because I, I well, it depends. It depends where you put Roman and the bloodline. But I would just put Gunter away from Roman for a bit. Yeah. And maybe, yeah. maybe you keep Roman and stuff on SmackDown. You keep Seth on Raw, then you bring Gunter over. Have you ever Gunter Seth feud? Imagine that. That'd be ridiculous. It would. It would. And that that is your top feud on Raw for the for the IC title, which has you know been built up quite a bit over the last year. Gunter is your top dominant champion. That's not a bad top feud for Raw. But... No, not at all. I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. I can't like the draft is one of my favourite things. I, like, I hope they present. I said this to Krusty last week, but I hope they present it in a different way as well. Because I, I think yeah. Stephanie, man, just reading out names. I mean, Stephanie's not even working for the company at the moment, but her just reading out names yeah, is so quite. I'm, I'm not, yeah, so I'm not massive on like GM storylines too much that they could be a bit overdone. But I think you do need two two people trying to build different brands because i think um yeah like a competitive thing to it yes was it the african or something we're talking to pre uh pierce or whoever it was talking to adam pierce he was like oh yeah you need to build good brands for raw and smackdown i was like well i don't want pierce building both brands you know because that just feels like why does pierce care who's on what brand really if he's he's in charge yeah if he's in charge of both you need to bring back Make Pierce one GM makes you know I, I don't know whoever you know there's so many candidates for GM. Hmm. Make Triple H on on screen GM. Why not? He's there anyway. He does. He's been in the yeah, William Regal was perfect if they're allowed to use him, but apparently they're not. So William Regal. Who did you say? William Regal. Oh Regal. Oh, yeah, yeah, he would be. Yeah, he works there, but he's not allowed to be on screen at the moment. His contracts. They cut his contracts in AW so he can work there, but he can't be an on-screen character for God knows how long it is. Like a couple of years, I think it is. It's really long. Yeah, that would that would be a shame. That would have been perfect. I also think you need a like a different GM. You can't just go back to like Teddy Long. I don't know any of that. Or like Yeah, something fresh would be good, obviously. Nick Foley or someone. I, I can't think of who who I would have. I don't know. But yeah. That's what that's what I would want to see is some some, some proper GMs and a proper competition of who's going to get who, mm. rather than just list, listed off names yeah, randomly. Picks, this person and then the same person we did SmackDown picks this person. It was quite boring. The way they and do you it. see two GMs interacting, being like, "Oh yeah, I got this guy. I got this guy," and it just it just it just adds something to it that it just makes it just makes everything a lot more interesting. I think. Absolutely, definitely. Um, is that it for this week? I'd say, yeah, I think so. I think we've covered everything and and a bit more. Yeah, there's a good chat about the draft, it will be interesting. Um, yeah, so follow us on Twitter at Recharge Wrestle. We may tweet about the draft at some point. Um, um, we might even do a special video and maybe I'll do a mock draft or something. I don't know, but um, if we have any time to do that, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, subscribe on YouTube if you're listening on the podcast version. Find our YouTube channel at Recharge Wrestling and uh, give us a like on this video. It helps with this, you know, algorithms as well. Subscribe and uh, yeah, we'll see you soon. See you guys. Goodbye. Hold up. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.